You're listening to episode 197 of the FitzPro podcast, and today is going to be for trainees and coaches alike. We are going to go over what I think are the eight biggest program mistakes and how to fix them when it comes to strength and hypertrophy training. We are not going to go into cardio, at least as of now, I do not think we will be. This should be a shorter episode. I really plan to just punch right through these and give you some very actionable takeaways to apply to either your programming if you are a coach or to your workouts if you are a trainee, either programming for yourself or if you are following a program, you can still apply these to whatever program you're following for the most part. So without further ado, let's dive in. The FitzPro Podcast is your no BS approach to seeking out truth in the world that is online health and fitness. You'll see through the lens of the trainer, the trainee, and the entrepreneur. I'm your host, Annie Miller, certified strength and conditioning specialist, entrepreneur, lover of sleep, lattes, and dinosaurs, aka not your average FitzPo. And my aim is to help you grow your mind, body, and business through knowledge and authenticity so that you too can become a FitzPro. Before we get started, I do want to thank Legion Athletics. They are the number one brand of all natural sports supplements in the world. They are the only supplements that I personally take and I have taken for the past gosh, three years or so, I get a lot of questions about pregnancy and whether I took my whey protein during pregnancy. Absolutely. Uh, totally safe from my own research, but make sure that you talk to your doctor first. Of course, um, my favorite flavor is the cocoa cereal. I prefer it over the chocolate. Honestly, their vanilla is my second favorite flavor. A lot of people love the cinnamon and the fruity cereal flavors. I just don't need that much. I prefer the cocoa flavor because it's a very light cocoa flavor. Mix it with water, one and done. When I am done breastfeeding, I definitely plan to take creatine again. I miss taking creatine so much and I feel it in my training. I feel the lack of it in my training, so very excited for that. For their Recharge, which is their creatine, I typically um, either do blue raspberry or absolutely no flavor, and I just put it in with my protein. I just love them. I love the brand. I love their ingredients, and I love that they are actually scientifically backed. They don't just claim it. They show that to you with the scientific literature and the peer-reviewed literature on their site for every single product that they have for the ingredients and the dosages. You can use code Annie at checkout when you go to buylegion.com, so B-U-Y legion.com. You will get 20% off your first order if you use code Annie or double Legion reward points. All right, so biggest program mistakes that I see, and these may be program mistakes, but also like application of a program. So if you're following a program, these might be some mistakes that you're making within it. So maybe the program isn't written incorrectly per se, but these are some things that you could focus on to maybe get more out of that program if you are a trainee. And then if you're a coach, of course, this is all going to apply to you. So number one is switching things up way too often. And I actually just had a conversation with a physical therapist friend of mine the other day, and he was saying that he still switches up things way too often when he saw the back end of uh, peer programming and my own. I had a one-on-one -on -one coach that transferred or one-on-one -on -one client that transferred to him and he got access to all of my programming that I had written for this client so that she didn't lose it in true coach. And he was like, oh my gosh, I still change things up way too often for like the desired result of clients. And I was like, probably because most people do. So as I follow programs, 
by other coaches, I have for, you know, almost two years now, I am reminded that even some of the most educated people in this space make changes well before they need to when it comes to program design for strength and hypertrophy. I don't know if this comes from a worry that people as in clients are going to get bored or just the desire from the coach to implement different variations and try different things with the with the program and have fun with the actual program design, which I totally understand both of those. But the results that people probably want are on the other side of fairly boring program design. And maybe that's not sexy to sell, maybe it doesn't feel sexy to write, but it remains the truth. Especially, this is not an opinion, if you look at the most well-known tried and true strength and hypertrophy programs, which I do go over inside my pure programming course, they are simple. They are so simple. They are the basics applied very, very, very well, and they are not complex when it comes to exercise selection and things of that sort, which I would say is what I see switched up the most often, too often in program design is exercise selection. In the postpartum program that I am currently following, well, I guess when this comes out, I'll probably be close to done following it, uh, which I do suggest to people, it is the Mama Stay Fit program. I got to the point where I was modifying close to 50% of the programming simply because it was changing week to week. Not all of it, but a lot of the accessory work was changing week to week and it just wasn't needed. I wanted to continue the same movements that I had done the week before in order to progress. How are we gauging progress if we are switching up variations and sets and reps every week? This is the question that I ask. Mind you, this is in regards, like I said, to general strength and hypertrophy training and programming. This is not something like CrossFit, which honestly should still have progressive uh, phases. There's just a lot more ground to cover in CrossFit than there is in strength and hypertrophy training. So put simply, number one is to stick to at least the same movements per week for an entire month at the very, very least. The sets and reps can vary depending on the goal of the program. I'm not here to argue that, but keep the movements the same, please, for the love of all things holy. Keep the movements the same for at least four weeks. The reason for doing this is two things, in my opinion. One, we can gauge progress, not only in adding more weight or mechanical load to each movement, which we know we need for hypertrophy, but also building those neurological pathways for each pattern. We don't only build muscle, when we lift weights. Part of that process is a neurological adaptation that is happening between your brain and your muscles, which can't happen if we are or cannot, doesn't have the same potential to happen if we are switching it up willy-nilly week by week. Probably the biggest mistake I see across programming. Number two and three go hand in hand. I think number two is not working at a high enough intensity, and I will define what I mean by intensity. And number three is trash volume just to add volume. The only program I have followed in my, you know, close to 15 years of, of training with intention that had high volume that I could actually understand. There's actually two programs. One is German volume training. I mean, look at the name. And two is a program by Hattie Boydell. I think that's how you say her last name. She's an Australian fitness competitor. And she has been training 
for, at the time of me doing her program, it was like 13 years. And she gave a very large range of volume based on your training history, which I really appreciated. So it was always like three to five sets of something, which five sets of like 10 reps on three exercises just for me feels like so freaking much. She can handle the high volume at high intensities because of the capacity that she has built up and worked up over a decade, as in like, not over the course of a decade, but like in a time span that is over a decade long. That is not the case for most people doing high volume work, I would argue. And note that I said that she is working at high intensities as in a high RPE, a challenging RPE, and a high volume. I am not against high volume if you're also keeping the intensity high. So remember that number two was not working at a high enough intensity to elicit the results that you're wanting from strength and hypertrophy training. What she was doing is what I would consider advanced training, is working at a challenging RPE. So she's working at high loads and high volumes, which is very impressive. Most programming involving high volume, mostly in the form of a lot of exercises, is not also working at a high enough intensity to get the results, like I said, that people desire, which are in this case, muscle gains or strength gains. More is not always more. And that's the point. We don't want trash volume. So mechanical load or tension is the main driver for both strength and hypertrophy. So this should be the focus regardless of what the volume is. It's not that high volume is inherently bad. That's not what I'm saying. And I don't want that to be misconstrued. It's just that we want to make sure that the trainee is working at a high enough intensity, a high enough RPE to stimulate muscle growth, muscle protein synthesis. Think about working at an RPE of eight or only having one to two reps left in the tank. If we are looking at RIR, which is reps in reserve, an RIR of one to two, that's the intensity that we likely want to be working at if we are attempting to have hypertrophy or strength. So number two was not working at a high enough intensity. And number three is just doing trash volume, just adding reps on reps on reps without actually pushing the intensity. Number four is not using warm-up sets in order to find the right load that you are going to use for your actual working sets. This is huge. Oftentimes we leave gains on the table because your first or maybe even your first two sets were not at high enough intensities for the goal of what is actually written as far as the set and rep scheme goes. This goes back to RPE or RIR, making sure that every set, every working set is actually at a proper working load and is challenging. Integrating warm-up sets can be helpful and it will ensure that you Again, no gains are left on the table. And yes, I am talking about accessory work as well. In addition to your main exercises, which I think more typically have warm-up sets programmed, you won't always need warm-up sets for accessory work, but certainly at the beginning of maybe a new phase or a new program that you're following, you might want to integrate warm-up sets. Like I said, in order to find a proper load to work at for those working sets until you know what that proper weight is going to be. Number... Number five, number six, I don't even know anymore. Mostly applies to people who program for themselves. So this is going to be coaches or just gym rats who program for themselves. And that is only programming what you like or what you're good at. This is maybe the main reason in the last two years that I have followed other people's programming. While I straight up to this day do not enjoy it as much as my own programming 
overall, I enjoy the fact that I'm exposed to things that I would not typically program for myself. I use other people's programming for a base, I would say, and then I modify as I like. So I typically follow whatever program I'm following, like at least 80%. So just be sure, excuse me, to follow a program that will integrate and work on your weaknesses, no matter what program you're following. Number seven and eight, or six and seven, I don't know, I lost count, go hand in hand, much like number two and three did. So the first one is not utilizing tempo, and the next one, call it seven, call it eight, call it six, call it seven, I don't care, is not sticking to or programming specific rest periods based on the volume and the loads that you have programmed. In short, using tempo, so assigning each phase of movement a certain time will just ensure solid time under tension, likely if we're doing a slower down than up, so slower eccentric than concentric, and it has neurological benefits as well when looking at building solid movement patterns, skills, neurological adaptations. And especially if we are hitting the intensities that I talked about earlier, those RPE of eight, RAR of one or two, it will likely be beneficial to actually stick to and implement rest periods. And you should need them and want them if you are working at a high enough intensity. You shouldn't be able to just start performing your next set after 15 seconds of rest if we are working for hypertrophy and strength. So you should need and want that whole minute that is prescribed for you, for instance. These are, of course, all things that we implement in all 36 phases of Built by Annie, which is my signature 12-month program that has three different tiers to choose from. Even with the at-home versions, all of this applies. These principles are still integrated. We still move with intent, tempo, consistency, and proper rest periods. Um, you can always join the waitlist for that, or if the doors are open, then we will gladly welcome you inside. There will be a link in the show notes as usual, regardless of if you join my program, program for yourself, or follow somebody else's program. Make sure that you are not committing any of these mistakes. Do a little audit and make sure you're getting the most out of your programming. That is all I have for today. If you enjoy this episode, if you find value here, please, wherever you tune in to the podcast, wherever you listen from, give the show five stars if possible. Leave a written review. If you're not on my mailing list, go to anniemiller.co slash news and you can get exclusive podcast listener discounts at the bottom of every email. Choose between Annie's Weekly Wisdom and Annie's Daily Dose. Until next time, I am Annie Miller and thank you so much for tuning in to the Fitzpro Podcast. Pro Podcast.